Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. This morning, I want us to just take a few moments to speak about uncertainty, finding certainty in uncertain times. And uh, so I, I've deferred, a, I was going to do a series through the life of Joseph, and I keep deferring because I want to speak into the, the, the circumstance and times that we feel that we're in. I think that's the right thing to do. So the message today is linked to a message that I shared Last Sunday, if, you, if you've not heard, you weren't here or you didn't hear it, you can go online. I spoke last Sunday about fresh fire, the need for a fresh fire, presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I'm linking that today to finding certainty in uncertain times as well. And um, you'll need a Bible near you. The, 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 the uh, verses are not going to come up on screen per se. But, uh, so we're living in, in, in times where you're hearing politicians say, we need some stability. We need some certainty. The markets need stability. We need certainty in government. Stability. And that's the words that you're hearing. I, I don't know. It never, never, I, I don't know, maybe some of you, you know, been, some of us, have, we've, many of us rather, have lived through a time and season where we've had general stability. The world is an unstable place. But generally, the last 20 or 30 years have been, as a country, you know, politically and finances have gone up and down. But never has there been such an era where you think that it seems to be the, the waves are chopping left, right and centre. There's a lot of tumult. There's a lot of instability and uncertainty in the world. What, and with pandemics and the change in society, there is a change happening in society. Now, a lot of missiologists are now saying that... Um, the, the pandemic, um, isn't, that's not just the end. Usually with these great things, tumult then follows with economic, uh, social unrest, uh, these type of things, uh, and changes in life and lifestyle. And, 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 uh, and, and so th- th- this happens throughout history. It's not new. It's not new. But when you're going through it, it does feel new, doesn't it? And it feels like, what on earth is going on? I don't know about you. When you look at the news now, you think, I've been, I've been anaesthetized to chaos. I've just gotten used to chaos almost. It's bizarre, isn't it, what's happening? And, 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 but in the midst of that, it can cause a lot of uncertainty. Um, never have we lived in a time where there's been such a sense of um, uh, anxiety, angst, probably. And uh, so I just, just want to speak into that. Uh, and uh, at the moment, for our, your heart, my heart, our hearts and lives, because there is a certainty Believe it or not, in uncertain times, there is a certainty to have. There is someone to behold. His name is Jesus. The world might not always understand that, but there's an amazing message to share with a world that's looking for certainty, looking for stability. So politicians say, we need stability, we need stability. And they all go off and do their own thing. And it's, it's just a riot that's is taking place. So, um, so, the, the, so there are three things that I want to share over the next few moments, uh, to finding certainty in uncertain times. Number one is this. We need to, you and I, we need to build our lives on the rock. We need to build our lives on the rock. Some of you are going to really know this really well, but I tell you what, it really comes home to roost when chaos 
is all around you. When life is tranquil and we talk about the rock of Jesus, we go, yeah, absolutely, I need, I need him, I love him. When the winds are blowing and it's batting down the hatches, everybody run for cover, who's going to help us? We really do need to know. And so um, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 7. You might want to turn to Matthew. There's three things I'm going to share. There's three different scriptures. So if you have a Bible, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27, reading from the New International Version, says this. There'll be some of us very well-known verses, but boy, are they needed at this time just to build our lives on. And uh, build your life on the rock. Jesus said these words in Matthew 7, verses 24 to 27. Therefore, everyone... That's everyone and anyone. Everyone and anyone. It's not just specifics. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall. Get hold of this, folks. This is great certainty. Yet it did not fall. Because it had its foundation on the rock, the rock being Jesus Christ and what he says. Jesus Christ and what he says about life and says about you and says about your life. And it did not fall. But, and this is the but in verse 26, everyone who hears these words of mine, hears the words of Jesus, and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. Build our lives on the rock. You know, if you don't build our life on the rock, I heard it, I've heard somebody say, then your life will end up on the rocks. If we don't found our lives on Jesus, what he says about life, what he says about you, what he has done, what he's purchased, what he's done and what he says, then there is danger that we can end up on the rocks and we'll be thrown this way and that way. We'll be thrown by this argument, this YouTube conspiracy, uh, this expert's voice. We will be, uh, you know, this is this political ideology. This is what's going to fix it. We will be blown. In, when, when chaos comes, there'll be many voices that will rise up. And Jesus says, it's my voice. It's my voice. That's what Jesus said. It's not what Adrian Mancini says. It, it's, and it's, it's, it's as simple as that. And he says, if you build according to who I am and what I say, says Jesus, you'll be grounded on rock. And when tumult comes, chaos, you'll stand. It doesn't say you won't be buffeted. You will feel the waves. You will feel the rain. Boy, did I feel the rain when I went and opened the gate today. I got drenched. I thought, Andrew, where are you this morning? <laughs> you could be getting the drenching, not me. But um, So we'll feel it, but we'll stand. I don't know about you, but that's a great certainty. You'll stand how you will stand, he says. Now, there's a few, few things I want to unpack uh, with, with, with that, that, those verses, just for a moment or two. And it's this. He says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice... He's a wise one and is like you built your house on a rock and when the wind and waves come, when chaos comes, you'll stand. So anyone who hears these words and puts them into practice, you know, you can hear and then go and do your own thing. You can hear what Jesus says about life, following the way of faith, 
giving our hearts and lives to God, listening, seeking first the kingdom and, and his righteousness and then everything will be given. Or we can just go and do our own thing. You can hear that, but you can then do what you like or you can listen to other voices. You can hear that, and he, but he's saying more than that. He says the word hear there literally means to, to truly listen. And to truly listen is we hear and we heed. To truly listen, to truly hear, means you heed, you take to heart. So you and I, so my wife will say to me, Adrian, are you listening to me? You'll often hear me when I say, she calls me Aid, but when she says Adrian, it's because I'm in trouble. (laughs) I have heard her, but I haven't taken to heart. And very often, no, not very often, now and again, <laughs> on the odd occasion, when I don't, on the odd, very odd. <laughs> so I've heard, but I haven't taken, and that's what, that's what Jesus is getting at. Because, you know, for you and I, there's lots of stuff. We're, we're bombarded by information today, the age and lots of ideas. And there's a lot of good ideas out there, but you've heard it said. There's good ideas and God ideas. Jesus shares a God idea for your life, a grounding and a founding for eternity. Yeah. It's so important. It's so important for you and I. So to hear and to take to heart, to heed. So to, to heed, to take it to heart. So when Jesus, when, when, when it says in the word of God, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then everything will be given you. We, we really need to take that to heart, to seeking him first. Because when you run around and do all this other stuff, and then when chaos comes, oh my word, what am I going to do now? It's a very dangerous thing, and we need to take to heart to heed. And this is what he says. And it's those that heed, those that take to heart what I say. And then he says this, and puts them into practice. You see, when you heed, you'll practice, you'll, you'll obey, you'll do something upon it, you'll live your life accordingly. To put it into practice means that you will... You'll, 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 you'll live your life accordingly with your marriage, your relationship, your attitude to money, your attitude to this world, your attitude with God towards one another. That's why Helen so rightly shared this morning an amazing verse about being transformed by the renewing of your mind, it says in Romans there. And, and this is and the attitude, the heart, the spirit, uh, this is the, and by the Holy Spirit, and this is what he's saying there. So it's those. Now, a man called Rick Warren, a great pastor teacher, I think he's about to retire at Saddleback Church in America, but he said this, we often miss hearing God's voice simply because we aren't paying attention. And he didn't shout it out like that at the end either. We often miss hearing the voice of God simply because we aren't paying attention. And so we have to give God our attention. And that is not just now for a minute or two, as you know, but our life coming back again and again. And something that I've shared again and again, it's about a lifestyle. It's having a rhythm and a routine of coming and giving our attention to God. Might not be 24-7 wired up. I'm not saying that. Praying all day long, we're not saying that. But there has to be some aspect in my life where I have a rhythm and routine of giving my attention to God. It's not rocket science, but it's so amazing because the world in which we live is so consuming. There's some social media that I've now deleted from my um, phone. I've got it on my tablet, but not my phone because I carry my phone around all the time. So it doesn't take my attention as much. I, I have to go to my tablet now and again. And I've done that because I felt God convicted me on something. Not that I spend all my time on social media, but something was taking my attention. 
and, I, and, and it, it, just, it would lead you down the blind alley. And so it's, it's having a lifestyle, a rhythm, a routine. Um, I would say like a living repetition. Routine sounds like that. Oh, boring routine, didn't it? But there is living repetition. There's some things that we repeat like, God, I'm here. So taking a moment to sit and be quiet just for five minutes, each day perhaps, it's a living repetition. So, it's, it's, so some repeat, we say to ourselves, oh, I've got to do this again. But there's life, life when we hear. When you hear God, you have life. It's so incredible. And so for you and I, um, often if it's a quick fix, it'll often get you into a fix. I found with my own life, you know, that, that you, so you and I have a, have a, a life of, of hearing, following, giving our hearts again to God. And there's a coming again and again and again. And something that I've shared in our church is this. Moment, moments build momentum. And so even if it's just five minutes each day, a moment of saying, God, I'm going to st- still my heart, turn everything else off, and just listen. Or read something and then listen. Even if it's five minutes every day, and how little or how much you do is up to you. It's not, not my business. That living, that's Paul being a disciple. And, but now you say to yourself, five minutes ain't much. But moments often build momentum. Yes. They say some of the greatest sportsmen and women, they've practiced. And, you know, initially they're practiced, they get all achy. And eventually, after months and months, they start to get fitter and fitter. But those moments build a momentum. So sometimes I give up. I think five minutes, I've not heard God. Oh, that don't work. We're too quick. The quick fix often leads us into a fix. Moments, rely. It's so, it's so underrated. But this is how we build our lives on the rock. Second thing that we know we need to do is this. They're, they're going to sort of overlap a little bit, some of the things I'm going to share. You're going to understand them, but they do change. And if we do that, we'll build on a rock. Uh, when the waves come, you will not go under. You'll feel like you're going under, but God won't let you go under. Second thing is this. Um, we need to live anchored in him. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. It's an amazing verse. If you ha- Please turn to it if you haven't already done so. I'll give you a moment to do so. Write it down somewhere. It's, it's a verse that's very well known. It's about being anchored, having hope as an anchor. It's a beautiful verse. It's a gem. It's a jewel. It's something to really hold on to your life, and it will give you life and hold on to your life. But in Hebrews um, uh, chapter 6, verse 19, we read these words. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure, it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. We have a hope that is an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Firm and secure. The word there, it, the word is an anchor. You know, you have to put down an anchor. It's a, uh, it, there's a hope that anchors the soul. You have to weigh anchor. You have to put an anchor down. There's something intentional in your life and my life. It doesn't just happen. There is an intention to say, I'm going to weigh my anchor. When you are being buffeted, there's, there's something in me that, that, that God is speaking to me about. Adrian, you know, put, you know an- be anchored in me. You t- take a moment now. Just take a moment. And, you know, that all this is going around. People say, I'm going to get grounded. You ever heard when someone's getting a bit, a bit worried or excited? And, and they'll say, uh, practice mindfulness. There's a degree of truth. and The practice of mindfulness, if you're not aware of it, um, is uh, when you're getting anxious, you can get grounded. So just be aware of where you're standing. Something as simple as just being conscious of the ground beneath you, not moving. 
of be aware of your breath. These are mindfulness techniques. They're not weird. It's a, it's a counseling technique. I studied and did, did counseling many years ago. But, but there's a grounding of the anchor. Now, so the world would give us a ground, there's, a, there's a, a grounding, but there's a grounding of the anchor of the soul. And now, this is amazing because we have to weigh that. We have to put that anchor down. It's, a, it's, a, it's being mindful of God, being mindful of his hope. There is a mindfulness, but it's a mindfulness of God, mindful of his hope. And, and this is something that we see. And he says there, it's firm and secure. So the hope that we have in Jesus is like an anchor. And this hope is this, that Christ died, Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ rose, Christ will come again. There's a hope. It's a hope. It's, 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 it's a certainty. In the Bible, hope is certain. And, and, and the same power that raised Christ from the dead will raise you and I too. Yeah. We will be raised. to be. It's a hope. It's a certain hope. But we have to dig into that. That's our anchor, but you have to weigh that. Now, we, many of us who are Christians would know that, but there's times when you have to weigh anchor and lay hold of that hope and declare that hope over your life. Hope over that sickness. Hope over the financial crisis. Hope over the nations. He's the hope of all nations. Jesus is the desired of all nations. And we have to weigh anchor. There's a time when we have to lay hold of that just for a moment or two. And he says it's this. It's firm and secure. The word firm means cannot slip. And the word secure means cannot break. So the anchor, the, the, who Jesus, the anchor of your soul, is firm and secure. It can't slip and it can't break. In other words, it won't let us drift. And it won't let us go under. He won't let you drift and he won't let you go under. I don't know about you, but that to me does something to my soul. But I have to weigh anchor. I have to, I have to put my anchor down. And I do that having a repetition, a living repetition. I come each day. You're not going to escape this. You and I won't escape. But it's beautiful because what it does, it stops the drift. Your heart drifting, your, your mind. Your mind will wander. That's not wrong. We're human. But when you weigh anchor, you'll find it brings you back. So with an anchor, the boat will drift but comes back. And that's what will happen to you and I. We, so if you're drifting a bit and you're worried and you're anxious, that's normal because you're moving. But when you weigh anchor, he'll bring you back. He'll ground us, his heart. He won't let us go. It won't break. He won't let you go. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It won't break. The anchor won't break. It doesn't feel like that when the world is going around you and you had a doctor say something about your health or the finance or your marriage or something like that. I understand that. and not, It's not pie in the sky. It's no quick fix. But it is a fix. It is the fix. It's the fix of the broken heart, the soul heart of the universe, Jesus Christ himself. Wow, amazing. And he goes on to say, it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. You might say, what's all that about? It's about this. There was an inner, in the old temple, the Old Testament, there was a curtain whereby you couldn't go any further. That was the holiest place. That was the presence of God, and you died if you went there. When Jesus died and rose again, that veil between that curtain was taken away, and now everyone has access who believes and trusts in him to his presence. And so the anchor of hope, the, the hope which is an anchor to the soul, is cannot slip, it cannot break, and it brings us the very presence of God. Living repetition. Now, if you practice that each day, five, five minutes a day even, as little as much, you will have an anchor for your soul. Finally this, trust him. Final, and with this we'll close. And with this we will close. Trust him. In Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Romans 15, verse 13 says this. 
May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So as we trust God, as we pour out our lives and trust God and give our lives to God, he pours in joy, hope and peace. I don't know about you, but in a time of instability, there is a uncertainty, there is a certainty of hope and peace and inner joy. He pours that in when we trust him. The word trust uh, is to have faith in him. And it's so, so through our faith experience, through our faith trust, our journey of trusting God, as we trust God on our journey of life, that he pours in hope, peace, and joy. I don't know about you, if I said to you, if today you were to say, uh, if you trust God, uh, who, wants, who wants hope, peace, and joy? I think we'd all stick our hands up. Everybody would say, Everybody would say that. It's amazing, isn't it? You know, when we're confronted with it as simply as I'm saying it. I'm saying it as it is, as simply as that. It's quite amazing. Again, moments build momentum. You know, trusting God, this whole thing of faith and trusting God. But Jesus said, if you have faith, a grain of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. So I don't know about you, but with my faith, I often fall on my face. I feel I let God down. I feel I haven't got enough faith. I feel that that isn't answered yet. If it's not answered, I can't have faith. Maybe I'm not very good. Maybe I've not got much faith. But Jesus said this, and I think a lot of us feel like that when it comes to faith and trusting God. Faith and trust, the interchange. But Jesus said this, and this encourages me so much. If you have faith, the grain, I didn't say it, Jesus said it. Go and look it up for yourself. If you have faith, the grain of a mustard seed, you'll be able to move mountains. I think it means that we're going to be imperfect in our faith at times, and he understands that until we see him face to face. And he's so gracious that even if it's a mustard seed, if you fall down, if you fall over flat, flat on your face, I would say this, please get back up and trust him again. Moment, come again. You fall down, come again. You fall, come again. Moments build momentum. If very often I, I give up. I meet so many Christians that give up because it, it wasn't answered then, or this didn't happen, or I don't feel good enough, or I don't feel I've got any faith. Don't beat yourself up. I would reckon every single one of us would have a... Um, if I put a mustard seed on my hand, you wouldn't see it. It's like a speck. Trust him. Trust him, even with a mustard seed. Um, Oswald Chambers, great man of God, said this, faith is not sure where we are being led, Get this, but it knows, it loves and knows the one who is leading. Just take hold of that just for a minute. With this, we close and we pray. If the worship team would come back, that'd be great. Faith is not sure, and this is the uncertainty bit, where we're being led, and this is the but, but it loves and knows the one who is leading. It loves and knows the one Jesus is leading us. It loves and knows. We love and know. And this is the key to life, momentum, is loving and knowing him, he'll lead us. And then when we love and know him, we know that wherever he leads is for our best intention. Let's pray together. Build your life on the rock. Live a life anchored in him. Trust him.
Three things together, those three things together will give certainty in uncertain times. Maybe you're here this morning and you haven't come to that place in your life where you said, Jesus, I want to give you my life. I give you my life. I give you my heart. And there's an opportunity this morning, right here, right now, for you. You know, to be a Christian is more than reading the Bible. It's more than saying prayers. It's more than even coming to church. These amazing, good, great things. But a Christian is someone who says, I give my life to you, God. I give you my heart. I give you my heart and my life. Forgive me for living for myself. And then we receive the gift of God's son, Jesus Christ. He died in our place. If that's you this morning, then in this moment, we're just going to give you a moment to reflect and give your heart to him. This might be your prayer this morning. Just think over this for you. But Father God, forgive me for living my life without you. I give my heart and life to you in Jesus' name. Father, this morning, we pray as we come before you, we give our hearts and lives to you afresh, Jesus. We give our hearts and lives to you afresh. We thank you that you said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you to the very end of the ages, the age. Nothing and no one can pluck you from the palm of my hand. How amazing. I just speak those words over people's lives, marriages, families, homes, We thank you, Jesus, that you are the desired of all nations. We lift your name over our hearts and lives in this place. We pray for our politicians today. We pray for the Houses of Parliament. We pray for the Houses of Parliament. We pray for men and women to stand up in integrity and hope and faith. We've been a nation founded on the book. We pray that men and women of faith will arise, stand up, be counted in this hour for the hour, in this hour. We pray for our nation, Father, that we be people of the book again. We restore the heart of your people. Restore the heart of our nation. We pray as we seek to come back to you, Father God. We pray for a release of your certain hope, the certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together as we close together. God bless you giving our hearts afresh to him, giving our lives afresh to him, giving our hopes in his hands, in Jesus' name. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I did not trust the sweetest friend.